Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. It's time for the Jeremy Paul Show with your hosts, Mark Stafford and Jeremy Paul. Jeremy Paul Show. Yes, our favourite time of the week. It's nearly every week this week. It's our second to last chat with Jeremy Paul. We're saving up a ripper for next uh, next week, next Friday. But JP... And from Australia. How you going, champion? Oh, mate. I'm, I don't know what to do with myself, bro. There's no, there's no footy on. <laughs> the socceroos nah. are on. The socceroos. Oh, I know. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> mate, I got up actually the other morning and I, I watched it because I'm, I'm obviously I love the socceroos. Um, and when they, uh, mate, they just, and this is, I've got to say this, look, and, and this is absolutely no offence to this side, right? Like, because this is just incredible. We only won two out of 17 games, man, before, you know, this World Cup. And for them to have won two games in a row, they have doubled the amount of games won in pre- all previous World Cups of Venus. Like, but when you look at the teams, like the, the previous teams, like the Timmy Kales, the Harry Kuhls, like this side is just, on paper, not a side that you would think would get so much success. So, um, and I'm again, look, you, you've got to take your hat off to this side and Graham Arnold, the coach. But you know, when you when we were thinking about how this team was going to go, I, no one predicted this, man. So mm. good on them. Oh, just uh, well done. I loved well done. I loved Graham Arnold. I saw him after that. Say, oh, you'll be celebrating this tonight. And he goes, no, we won't. No, job hasn't finished. No, it's early to bed and recovery the next day. <laughs> I loved it. Man. Bro, bring out the pina coladas, man. You, 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 mate, you have gone way further than anyone predicted. But to be honest, bro, like, and I've, I've said this many times about um, any sort of code, right? Um, I think I've said this about the Rugby League World Cup final is, you know, attack is, is wins your games, but defence wins your championships. And um, the Socceroos defence, mm. two clean sheets, mm. two clean sheets, man. Like, it is just, that is extraordinary defence. Um, I just, it would be interesting to see what type of gas they've got left in there in their legs actually coming up to this quarterfinal and against Argentina and the great man, Lionel Messi. So, um, oh, but look, couldn't be prouder of, of the Socceroos. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Is this like, Aussie's a massive sporting nation. Do you, do you think in, like, I remember when New Zealand both times have been to the Football World Cup. It's a massive moment in sporting history is when your nation makes the FIFA World Cup. Now, we never progressed from group stage. Aussies progressed through group stage. Do you think in the fullness of time people will look back at this FIFA World Cup that's on right now and say, that was an amazing time to be an Australian sports fan? Uh, mate, hundreds. This, this will go down as arguably, because like I was trying to, to get alluded to a little bit earlier without being offensive here, is that 
this side, like, mate, take take um, Lionel Messi or Ronaldo or Neymar. Those guys are worth more than our entire Socceroos. Yeah. Like, they're, they're worth more. Like, they're actually worth more than our entire A-League. Yeah. <laughs> like, than an entire league. Are you kidding me? Like, this is just... Mate, in sport, right, there's a, there's a definite um, marker with respect to class and respect to, like, you know, oh, and it's your worth, right? It's the it's dollar. And yes, potentially soccer is a little bit more exploded than, than other sports, um, you know, particularly with transfer fees and stuff. But when you, when you look at um, those names that I just said and how much they get paid, it's, it's a reflection on, on how really how good they are, right? Mm. So w- when we have players that are probably only on maybe a half a million dollars a year, playing in the Socceroo side and get to a Soccer World Cup um, quarterfinal. That's extraordinary. So, and it's what it's also done too in Australia is it's just bumped Rugby Union down further. Because now, now with the diversity of sports, right? Like now soccer's like taken another climb up in the uh, in the popularity rank. So, oh, even though it's a shot in the arm for rugby, it's a wonderful shot in the arm for Australian sports. Mm. Mate, next Thursday, so it would have been announced by the time we talk next week, they got the New Zealand Rugby Awards, which is a much looked forward to event. I'm gonna I'm just gonna anoint you the sole selector just for a couple of categories, if you don't mind, please. Uh, <laughs> um, the New Zealand Super Rugby Player of the Year, and the nominees are Will Jordan, Stephen Perifeta, Adi Savia. You get sole choice. Who, who do you think would win that? Super, just Super Rugby, not All Blacks, not uh, NPC. Uh, uh, yeah, interesting. I, um, oh, look, I, I have to go Artie Sevilla. I think he had an absolute crack of Super Rugby season. Um, I think he won three games on his own. Yeah. Um, like, and, and like, he, he's, consi- like, the one thing about Artie Sevilla is he, he is consistent. And that's, what, that's, that's the big measuring stick. Um, for any sports person, is playing at that high, consistent level each week. Like it's actually, it's a lot harder than what people think, right? Like we were, you think of the Richie McCalls, the George Smiths of the world, the Dan Carters, to play at that level each week. Because when I look back at my own test career, I go, oh, I might might have gone missing maybe one or two games here or stuff like that. Not because you weren't trying, but just because the game didn't go your way, or you you just didn't do the things that you should have done. Um, and Artie Sevilla's consistency is just extraordinary. So would, um, I'll go to the next one. All Black of the Year, the nominees are Artie Savia, Geordie Barrett, Samasoni Tokiaho, and Sam Whitelock. Well, look, you, you have to look at the changes you've made this year. Right? Like Sam Whitelock and um, Artie Sevilla have been there all year. Um, also, Artie's also played some pretty. I actually, personally, I, I think Richie Mwanga has been the All Black of the Year for me personally. Wow. Um, only uh, well because for him to get in front of Broden Barrett and then to keep it, mate, you, you're you're asking one of the best players in the world. So, in in relation just just to that, I feel you should be the All Black of the Year um, when when you're good enough. To, to make another player change position. But I think Geordie Barrett had probably a standout season this year. Um, I think he's been involved in everything. Um, but again, it wouldn't surprise me if Artie wins, wins it all this year. He's been super consistent. Um, 
come up with the big plays when you really need them. Like you look at that last European tour, like when he stole the ball in the last minute against Scotland. Like just the things he did this year. That dummy. God, he should win it just for that dummy, right? <laughs> like, what about that? <laughs> Who falls for that? But <laughs> it's, it's the magic. Um, and look, Sam Whitelock has been, look, he's just a trooper, isn't he? Wow, what a career. Him and Bodie Ritalik playing 100 caps together. Extraordinary combination. Got to give that, they got a big, big cheer out to those two. Um, two favourite players of mine. But I think, I think Geordie Barrett's played up, had an extraordinary season, particularly when you, when you got to change positionally as well. Um, it's being able to adapt um, and not just fill the role, but excel in the role. And I think um, I think he's excelled. So, yeah, I, I think I think Geordie might just tip Artie for this. Um, it's not on the awards list next Thursday, but Wallaby of the Year. Who would be your top three? Who would be your three nominees for Wallaby of the Year? Ugh, next question. <laughs> um, no. <laughs> Uh, well, this is the other thing too, right? With the, I actually just wrote an article um, coming out of the New Zealand Rugby News. Oh. I'm told page 36 to 38. Get a good read into here. Um, but I, I did my review of the year getting ready for the Rugby World Cup next year and the players that... Um, and, and going over the year and looking over all the games again and putting this together, um, we actually... I, I, we, we had the same side once. Um, and we saw uh, so much rotation of players, whether it was, it was primarily forced, right? It was it was forced due to injuries. Mm. Um, the injury count was the magnitude of it was extraordinary. Um, so in terms of like consistency of players actually sort of being there, um, yeah, it's, it's it's a bit of a tough one. But I, th- I thought. Look, Rob Rob Alatini, I thought had a another fantastic year this year. But you've got to um, you look at Nick White. I thought he was exceptionally well. Tom Tom Wright, um, Nick White was was good. Tom Wright was like he was very good this year, scoring tries. But I just don't think you can go past Marika Korobiti. I think Marika Korobiti. I think he'll win his his second John Eels medal. I think. Um, like the games he played and the, and the impact and like he first chose like a, a, a true a true measuring stick of someone being um, you know the best player within the side is when you go to select a team who's the first player you put in like normally it's the captain right like that's that's your normal choice and obviously with Michael Hooper being out this year um, he would normally be up there in your top three but. Marika Corbetti, some of the things he did this year, but his work rate, mate, his work rate is just extraordinary. And I, I like I said, I've said this previously, man. If if I had um, there were players I wanted to play with in, in this current Wallaby side, um, yeah, Marika would be would probably be the only one to be honest. And last thing, we're at the end of the rugby season. It might seem a little bit of a simple answer, but who's finished the year better than they started? And who's finished the year worse than they started? We have to say the Wallabies finished the best than they started, right? Mm. Like losing the three test series, like uh, going like going over that year in review, it was win, loss, loss, win, loss, win, loss, 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 <laughs> win, loss, loss, win, like against Wales. And I think to show 
come back from 34-13 down. Um, yeah, extraordinary effort. But Nagawazati, is it? Marky Mark, they call him. Yeah. <laughs> Marky Mark. Let's just go with the funky bunch, right? Yeah. Um, he, Mate, again, what forces change is is you get to unearth players that you probably didn't get to see. So I would have to say the Wallabies actually finished off better than what they started. Um, England has definitely finished off the worst. Like, there's a lot of pressure on Eddie Jones. But you also have to look at the English Premier League with Wasp folding and, like, there's teams going bankrupt. Yeah. Um, England rugby is in a bit of trouble. Like, they really are. And... Um, but, I mean, the thing with Eddie Jones is he thrives in these sort of positions. But, um, yeah, it's, it's going to make for an awesome Rugby World Cup next year, bro. Like, I think with the uh, the changes to the IRB as well, Ireland winning their first test series in New Zealand, which the English did back in 2002. Mm. There's a bit of trivia for you. When England won the World Cup in 2003, they came down to Australia, beat us in... Um, 202 and beat New Zealand in 203. So then won the World World Cup. Like they won their first Test series. So, but then you look at the French man. I think the, I think it's the French's cup to lose. So, yeah, I think um, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what sort of test form they take into this Rugby World Cup next year. But um, I still think Australia's a chance, though. Mm. Yeah, I do too. A lot of those losses, when you look back, they had so many one and two point losses. It was it was unbelievable. And with a full complement, I would I would strongly suggest they would have been wins, but decimated by injury, decimated. Um, uh, for- yeah, yeah, you can say that. Yeah, I, mate, I'm with you, but you still got to win those games, yeah, right? You do. Like, yeah, you do. Yeah, you still got to win those games. Yeah. All right, so next week we're going to do a, a year in review. Uh, we won't touch on rugby too much. We'll, we'll do the whole shebang. We'll do cricket. We'll do whatever we like, and we'll take lots of calls, and we'll take lots of messages to round out a wonderful year talking to you every Friday afternoon, JP. So the Jeremy Paul Show extended version, remix version next week. Oh, let's take it to the remix. Yeah, awesome. Love it. Love it, Staff and uh, Hart. Yeah, look, amazing Kiwi legend passing. Um yeah, bro, like, thinking about the wonderful things that he did for this uh, for New Zealand and, and for people in sport, particularly with disability. So, um, yeah, heart goes out to the family. Thanks very much. East uh, Samari will be uh, greatly missed. JP, thanks for your time as always, buddy. We'll catch up next week. Cheers, bro.